Hey guys, thanks for stopping by Galaxy CDs, Rocks, and Flips. If you're a returning visitor, thanks for coming back. If you're new here, my name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller scratching out an existence here in the greater Cincinnati area and working out of my home here in the Batcave. This channel is all about my journey as a reseller and I'll share some of the things I've sold, some of the things I've bought, and some of the things I've learned along the way. One of those things is that it definitely pays to chat up those garage and estate sale sellers. And we'll talk about why here in a few minutes. But first, I'd like to share with you a few things that have rocketed their way out of the galaxy here in the last couple of days. First up, I have this Casio Original Equipment AC Adapter. I think this was from a Casio keyboard way back in the day. It's very unusual to find one of these actually in its box. The box, as you can see from the photo, was a little bit worn, but the fact that it was there at all was actually pretty remarkable. Generally, you're going to find these in tubs or boxes mixed in with lots of other miscellaneous audio video cables and other power adapters. Usually, if you can get them cheaply enough, they're worth picking up because you can flip them for six, eight, ten bucks pretty easily. This one I picked up for 50 cents, even though it was in a box. It was the last day of a sale, so good score. It's been in my inventory for quite some time though. You'll see that it got a 35% discount. If you watched my previous video, I mentioned that I do occasionally, probably once a month, run some kind of promotion on old aged inventory to try to blow it out and turn it into money. In this case, the item was originally priced at $24.99, which was probably a bit aggressive for something that I had 50 cents in, but nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? At 35% off, it still went for $16.24. I did pay for shipping, but it was under a pound, so it wasn't too hateful to ship. So it ended up being a fairly nice flip. Next up, this was, I just picked this up this weekend. I was at an estate sale and there was a, a box for a camera. And inside the box was this strap, two owner's manuals, and the CD-ROM software for the digital camera. I essentially got the box for nothing because I negotiated a price on my whole stack of stuff. And this cable, or rather this strap, I listed for $15.99 or best offer. And within six hours, I got an offer for $14. I had literally nothing in it. When you're at those sales and you're out in the garage and you find abandoned boxes of electronics equipment, cameras, Walkman, whatever it is, if there are accessories in there and manuals, Offer them 50 cents for it, or a quarter. Um, I listed the two owner's manuals. There was one in English and one in Spanish. They're both currently listed for 12 bucks a piece. And the CD is listed for $9.99. And I've already made a $14 sale on this strap. So I'm already obviously way into the money on this. So that's something to be on the lookout for. If you can find boxes of just random accessories like that, you can usually essentially steal them and flip them for pretty decent money. Next up, I got Sir Charles Barkley in the house, a 1997 starting lineup action figure. Um, this was another one you can see it was heavily discounted. This has been in my inventory since probably last September. So it qualified for my, this is over 120 days old, let's get it out of here, 50% discount. Somebody snapped it up for $7.49 plus shipping. So I'm not out the shipping, they paid. And... I'm into this for, I think it's on my books for 68 cents. 
So I still made some decent money on it, even discounting at 50%. And again, I turned some old aged inventory into money. Next up, there's only four showing here. This customer actually bought a fifth one separately. So I bundled them all together when I shipped them off. This is, if you've seen any of my previous videos, I've mentioned this lot of model railroad magazines over and over and over again, because it just keeps generating good, good money. I'm into these for eight cents a piece. He bought $69 and 95 cents worth. That cost me a grand total of 40 cents. I did pay shipping, but even with that and after fees, this is going to be a roughly $60 net profit on five old magazines. Generally speaking, they don't bring this much money. Most of the ones I've been selling are more common, the U.S. Uh, model railroader or railroad model craftsman, and they're bringing 20 or 22 bucks for a whole year's worth. These were from England, so they're not real common here in the U.S., and this guy paid up $13.99 a piece for these. They were not discounted at all. He paid full price. He didn't make an offer. He just bought five issues of it at essentially $14 a pop. So that was a day maker. Very nice flip. Next, we've got this vintage uh, Adventures in Dining, a vegetarian gourmet cookbook. This is one of those local cookbooks I mentioned a few videos ago. You can find these generally at estate sales. Super, super cheap. I'm into this one for about 15 cents. Um, they appeal to people who are looking for either recipes that friends, family, or loved ones may have had in one of these books, or in the case of this one, with it being vegetarian and it going to Sacramento, California, I'm reasonably confident this just went to somebody who is looking for an unusual vegetarian cookbook. Either way, a 15 cent item turned into an $11.24 flip after shipping, I probably made about eight bucks on this. So nice flip. Last thing I want to show you, for those who think media doesn't sell and doesn't bring money, I have this, this Terminator anthology on Blu-ray, um, 27 bucks, very little money in it. Once again, uh, these are nice flips if you can find them. Again, I try to buy DVDs in large quantities for low prices. My average purchase price on Blu-rays is about 50 cents a piece. They don't all end up being home runs like this at 27 bucks. Some of them you end up lotting in two, three, four, five to make 10 or 15 bucks on, but there are some out there that will command pretty good money if you can get them. So they're definitely worth looking at. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I will talk about why I think it's important to chat up those sellers. Welcome to this brief intermission and shameless self-promotion. This episode is brought to you by Galaxy CDs, because this channel has exactly no sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of this nonsense, go ahead and get at me, because my ad rates are what are known in the industry as dirt bleepin' cheap. That said, we make these videos for your undying love and attention. And you can show me that love and attention by clicking that thumbs up button like you're playing whack-a-mole for money. But wait, there's more. You can also click that subscribe button and as an added bonus, that bell notification icon. And you'll be notified every time I put up a new video for life. Yours or mine, whichever comes first. Now Ryan, how much is all this gonna cost me, you ask? 
because YouTube and I love you all so very much, this amazing technological wizardry is yours absolutely free. But you must act now. Click one, two, or all three of those buttons right now. Please and thank you. And now back to the show. And we're back. So what about talking with the sellers? What's the advantage of that? Now, if you're at a garage sale and there's just a handful of items there that you're interested in and you're going to buy them and get out of Dodge, maybe it's not so big a deal. But if you're looking and there's some stuff there that you really would like to have, but you're not willing to pay the price that they have listed right then, it pays to chat them up, be friendly. I don't hesitate to let them know I'm a reseller and I'm looking to get a large quantity of stuff and to let them know that at the end of the sale, if they've got anything left over they want to get rid of, I'd be willing to make an offer. This can really, really pay off. The two pictures that you see are huge lots of books that I've picked up in the last two or three days, a total of just about 750 books in all that I've paid very, very little for. The first batch, the garage sale, she was asking $3 a book for all the books, hardback, softback, didn't matter, three bucks a piece. That's just too much. So I found a couple of items that uh, if you watched my last video, I think it was, I showed you some, a couple of antique books that I picked up there that we negotiated down to two bucks a pop on. Um, but she's the one that I left her an offer and I said, hey, if there's anything left at the end, shoot me an email and I'll come out and take a look. So she sent me a message and told me she had 128 books remaining and asked me to make an offer. I offered her 45 bucks. She said 50. I said I would take them. So for 50 bucks, I got these books and I get them home and I count them and there's 172. So I took my net cost per book from 39 cents a piece down to about 27 cents a piece. Um, because people don't take the time to accurately count their big boxes of books. They'll count a box and then say, oh, I got six boxes of that quantity. It's probably this amount. They're not that careful about it generally. So almost inevitably, you end up with more than you bargained for. This all came about because we were just chit-chatting about books and about music and about movies while I was at her sale. Now, it also turns out that her son may be interested in selling his personal library, which apparently numbers about 2,000 books. And we've already kind of established a baseline price on what the books should cost, so we already have a pretty good idea of how much we'll be spending. I would love to get that score, and the only way it happened was by talking to the seller. The second batch is from an estate sale. That lot ended up being about 540 books, and I didn't pay a dime. Long before she knew me as Ryan, she recognized me as the book guy because at almost every sale she has, I buy books. I'd actually bought a whole estate's worth of books at the end of a sale back in January from her. Obviously, there haven't been any sales for a couple of months, so we had kind of lost contact, but I saw her again this past weekend, and she had a sale, as I mentioned in my previous video, that she had a lot of books left over, and if I would just come and get them, I could have them. Now, I know I'm not the only person who goes to her sales that buys books, 
but I always make it a point to remember her name and to talk to her about how she's doing and how her family's doing and how things are going with her business. And she remembered that and she hooked me up. Now, are all those books going to be winners? Absolutely not. Just like with the movies, there's going to be some that I'm going to have to put in groups of two, three, or four, maybe more, to try to sell for 10 or 12 bucks. But I've got nothing in them, so what's the harm? Will there be a few in there that are big scores? I've already listed a couple that went up for 70 bucks a piece. If they sell for even half of that, that's huge money. This isn't necessarily a strategy that a part-time reseller might be able to pursue. It's very time-consuming to research 500, 700, 1,000 books and see which ones individually are worthwhile. And then of the pile behind me, of the ones that are not worthwhile, how to match them up, how to pair up two business books or two history books or whatever, two gardening books, whatever it happens to be, and then come up with a price and list those. As a part-time seller, your time is entirely too valuable. As a full-time seller, I like having a lot of long-tail items that I might sell three or four a day of at $10 or $12 of profit. If I can make 40 bucks a day just selling old books that are essentially worthless anyway and that I don't have any money in, that's a win. That will put gas in my SUV to get me to the next sale where hopefully I can get a better score. So with that, if you found anything useful in this video, do me a favor, like I said in the intermission, smack that thumbs up button for me and feel free to subscribe and hit that bell notification icon so that you know when I do more videos. I'm trying to do a couple of these a week. I hope you find them interesting and let me know in comments what you think. Are you buying books? How are you doing? Um, just give me a little feel for what your business is like. I'd really like to hear from you. And with that, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. Thank you.